This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. You're listening to The Morning Run. I'm Shazana with Xiaoning and Philip. Let's get a quick update on how the FBM KLCI is looking like at 919 this morning. Well, it's down slightly 0.25% to 1,498 points. The 1,500 barrier has broken. All right. But uh, as Philip mentioned, there's a lot to look out for in the coming weeks. The market did cheer the formation of a new PHBN GPS government led by Datu Sri Anwar Ibrahim yesterday, with the FBM KLCI rallying by more than 4% and breaking the 1,500 psychological barrier when it closed uh, overnight. The rally has been broad-based, with key gainers being banks, gaming, telecommunications and technology. But there is much to do for the new prime minister and government where on top of its priority list will be tabling a new budget and appointing a fully functioning cabinet. And we don't mean IKEA drawers here. This will be very much closely watched by investors. And there are, and are there any short-term tactical positioning investors can capitalise on? And will the market have more legs to rally into the year end? For some thoughts on this, we have on the line with us Imran Yusuf, Head of Research at MIDF Amanah Investment Bank. Imran, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Now, the re- market reacted positively to initial news of uh, the new government and the new prime minister. Why do you think that a coalition between PH and BN was viewed more positively? Is this just um, a market uh, that's rejecting the PN PAS coalition? Hi, good morning. Uh, well, actually, yesterday there was two factors that was uh, in play. Uh, in the morning, there was the external factor where, where the U.S. Fed, uh, you know, people are expecting that the U.S. Fed is going to reduce the pace of the its rate hike uh, from 75 basis points to 50 basis points, following from the release of the minutes. Uh, but then after the second half was because of remo- rem- removal of one domestic uncertainty. Uh, so... We, we believe that this uh, resolution of domestic political situation, rather than anything else, uh, it was a factor that worked in tandem and it, that had removed the uncertainty in the market. Uh, we actually uh, have observed that the market has been quite resilient even before yesterday, uh, where it fell only about six points uh, since uh, last Thursday. Okay, but post-GE14, so let's take a little bit of a history lesson. The market did react very negatively to the policies made by the then-PH government led by Tun Mahate. Do you expect Datu Sri Anwar Ibrahim to be more business-friendly and make more pragmatic decisions to ensure the buoyancy of our stock market, capital markets? Well, uh, uh, definitely they would have probably learned their lessons uh, from 2018. But it's hard to say at the moment because we're not entirely sure which of the three coalition manifesto will be the key highlights. Uh, at the end of the day, it will be much dependent on earnings and valuation. Uh, as alluded to our early report, the equity market is expected to recover uh, together with the announcement of the new gov- government. Moving forward, uh, the jubilant rally, uh, which saw going above the 1500, we expect the attention of the investors to revert outward in short order. So Fed action is one thing, and of course, earnings and valuation uh, for the domestic market. So it really much depends on on delivery of some of the promises. But I think for shorter term tactical positioning, what sectors and stocks are you recommending, and which should investors avoid? Well, uh, if you look at uh, the PH manifesto, uh, consumer sector is clearly a winner uh, due to the various assistance promise uh, in the manifesto. So we think like consumer staple uh, with household brand names are expected to be witnessed. We have a buy call for FNN, 
with target price 29.70, Hapseng, target price of 0, uh, 0.79.79, QR resources 562, and Spritzer at 254. Uh, for discretionary companies, maybe only select like Ionco. Uh, then there's also the Strawa and Sabah related as well, given that the population includes uh, the Borneo block. So we can expect them to be beneficiary. So Sabah, utility based utility pay like Red Hill, uh, oil and gas sector, and then the construction sector as well. One thing maybe to be wary of is uh, the construction sector because uh, the PH government may be a bit more prudent in their development expenditure. But we do expect that uh, the upcoming MRT3 to go on. Uh, telecommunication sector also might see a prolonged uncertainty uh, in relation to 5G. Okay, I have a question about budget though. Do you expect mm. a very different PHPN mm. government? I mean, what kind of compromises do you think need to be made to ensure both aspects of the manifesto are taken into account? Well, I think definitely uh, the budget needs to be passed uh, quite quickly. So the review process would cannot be too long because we cannot go on without a budget. We're coming up to December. Uh, let's look at the similarity. Uh, a lot of assistance have been promised. We think this was mm. going to be one key aspect that both parties would, you know, agree upon. Uh, compromise could be on in terms of the reviews on infrastructure projects. If you remember in 2018, <coughs> when the PH government took over, there was a lot of review of uh, infrastructure projects. I think maybe some of the mega projects might still continue on, such as MRT3. Uh, but uh, the others, the, the one that have not yet uh, been announced you know, in the works might be uh, at least delayed or reviewed at this juncture. Imran, how do you think foreign investors will view the change in leadership in Malaysia? Well, at the end of the day, it will be much dependent on earnings and valuation, as I said earlier. Uh, so this could be uh, include uh, the delivery of promised economic growth. So there's a lot of optimism. So thank you very much for weighing in and giving us your takeaways of how these political developments impact our equity markets. That was Imran Yusuf, Head of Research at MIDF Amana Investment Bank. I think he's trying to contrast that this is going to be a very different PH administration from the past PH administration. There was quite a lot of fallout and you know um, worry when the first PH government came in place. The question is whether this second PH government will be very different and it looks like it will be. Well, hopefully they'll learn their lessons, right? So one of which is, if you ask me, they shouldn't go about having these musical chairs at the GLCs and the GLICs. I think that's mm. critical because in Malaysia, Bursa Malaysia, GLCs still have a very large role to play in, in terms of the FBM, KL, CI components. What I do want to see, however, is for the new government to implement very clear KPIs to these GLCs in terms of deliverables, deliverables. And then also for the government to actually exit from business, right? Let business continue with business and let government not participate in this. Just facilitate it. Yeah. Right then, we'll have a very buoyant capital market. Things will be put into their place, and then you know, eventually, hopefully, FBM, KLCI, foreign shareholding will recover. Currently, one of the lowest, about twenty over percent only. And that's my question: whether there'll be a big distinction between foreign and local investors, and how their sentiment will be. Okay, we are coming up to nine twenty-nine in the morning and heading into the nine thirty a.m. news bullet uh, after the news. WTF? What's the focus? Our recap of the top stories of the week. BFM eighty-nine point nine. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.